Life is a difficult odyssey. The faithful are a statistical anomaly. The enemy wants to trick us hypnotically. That's why we need that biblical theology. Lord God, deliver us from apostasy. The human heart is given to idolatry. The situation is critical. We gotta see the importance of biblical theology. What do I mean by biblical? Welcome to Christlike Thinking, a podcast dedicated to discussing how Christians are engaging culture in living out Romans 12:2, which tells us. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may discern what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. I'm your host, Bruce Sabin, and on today's episode, I'm talking with Luke Holzman. Luke is the son of John and Sarita Holzman, who founded Sunlight Christian Homeschool Curriculum. So he went through Sunlight for many years as one of its first students. Then he attended a public high school where he graduated valedictorian. He received academic and athletic scholarships to attend Biola University, where he graduated magna cum laude with a degree in mass communication. And now, he is the media relations specialist for Sunlight. Luke, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for uh, inviting me on. So can you start out by telling me a little bit about Sunlight? Sunlight curriculum is uh, kind of the forerunner, the we kind of set the stage for the literature-rich movement within the homeschool community. We provide literature-based homeschool curriculum, uh, and we start with kind of a core approach, which is we start with history and geography and uh, Bible, and we kind of bring all that stuff together uh, with readers and read-alouds, and then from there you build off the rest of your, uh, your studies. So um, Sunlight kind of pioneered that movement within the homeschool community, and now there are a lot of people who have kind of spun off from there, and uh, it's really taken over the homeschool world as far as the approach to education. And why do you think this approach is so popular? Uh, well, because it works. <laughs> um, with, with literature, uh, you're not stuck with a grade, you're not stuck with a single focus of, uh, or with a particular viewpoint. You're taking uh, really good stories, and those are what often shape our ideas and help us understand. Uh, we see this in Christ with his parables, where he takes stories that relate to people, and then that makes them understand the world better. And um, that also works for teaching history, science, those kinds of things. So uh, it's just an approach that's based on such a powerful model of learning, and that's through the power of stories. Now, you mentioned the stories in the literature, now, um, and you mentioned how other curricula have come along and done some similar things, but at the same time, Sunlight's known for using books that are different than what you might find in an average Christian homeschool curriculum, sometimes controversial books or... I've even seen some criticisms that some of the books in Sunlight are just sad, you know, just depressing books. Uh, how, how do you feel about the, those sort of critiques or just differences? Well, um, well, first, I, I'd like to say that the average homeschool curriculum, um, since Sunlight's one of the largest, I don't know what the average would be on all of that. <laughs> but yes, there, are yeah. <laughs> there are definitely some, um, you know, there are definitely people who, who disagree with that. And uh, there are a bunch of reasons. Uh, we currently list 27 of them on our own website and in our catalog for reasons not to buy Sunlight. Um, so I would encourage anybody to go read the 27 Reasons Not to Buy Sunlight because we deal with a lot of these. But to, to kind of briefly gloss over all of this right now, one of the reasons why we choose the books that we do is because we want them to um, really impact you and make you think and consider things. And so, um, you know, the sad books things, well, life can be sad. 
the reality is, if you're reading your scriptures, there are some very sad parts in there. And you have to have that sadness in order to see the story of redemption. And the beautiful thing is that we have redemption, we have hope, but we have hope partly because we currently are still groaning, waiting for that redemption to fully take place. So that's a part of it. Um, with the other controversial books, books that you wouldn't find in you know, some uh, particular Christian commu- uh, communities or uh, curricula, that we choose those because we want you to be challenged. We want you to um, be able to speak of the hope and tell why you have this in face of criticism and in face of the things that people say that uh, will um, attack Christianity or attack your beliefs. So we believe that it's better to address those uh, ideas that you're going to come in contact with in the safety of your own home with your parents so that you guys can work through these really difficult challenges that are out there. And it's a lot better than, well, potentially sticking your head in the sand. Because if you're saying, well, I don't want to think about that because that's a little bit too scary, well, you're going to have to think about that. And it's better to do it with your family uh, as you have time to think about it rather than with someone who is um, hostile to you and your beliefs and you have to come up with an answer on the spot. Um, well, you mentioned you know, the story of redemption, hope, and everything in those stories. So how does sunlight go about integrating biblical ideas or the actual story of salvation redemption into their curricula? Well, uh, first we start out, we have Bible reading and memorization um, in, in all of our programs. Um, now, granted, if you're, you know, three, we're probably not doing too much memorization at that point in time. So it's based off of the skill level of the student. But Bible reading and memorization is, a, is just an integral part of our core program. Um, on top of that, we have um, lots and lots of missionary biographies and stories of great Christians, uh, which show in, the, in today's world how Christianity still works, how God is still working in this world. And so there is um, both scripture and uh, Christian biographies that work together to give you a very good picture of how God is interacting in this world. How can parents know if they're successful in teaching their children to think like this when they have, say, younger children? I guess older teenagers, you kind of have a better idea of what to expect and to know what successful means. But when you have a four-year-old or a five-year-old, um, how would parents know if, if the kids are getting it? Well, Scripture says that uh, we, will know it, we will know the disciples by their fruit. We'll know by our love. And so the question is, are your children growing in fruit and in love? And uh, I think that just like uh, homeschool parents are able to see their kids and be able to say, hey, you know, I, I see that you're a better reader today than you were a year ago or that you have mastered more math concepts, I think the same is true in, uh, in, in Christian areas as well, where we can say, look, our children are more loving. You know, are they perfectly loving? No, not yet. <laughs> but, you know, they're more loving today. Or, you know, they're, they're much more uh, willing to share about the, the grace of God. And so we can see in our kids the growth that's, that's in all aspects of their life, whether it's, you know, physical with pictures and we can look back and say, oh, look, you know, they've grown up. Um, we can also do the same with, uh, with academics and we can do the same with spirituality. Mm-hmm. Well, um, you mentioned literature-based, so how does a literature-based curriculum teach something like math or science? 
Well, science is, is a little bit easier. Um, we still do a lot of um, hands-on activities for science. Science is something where uh, often you have to see it, you have to experience it, and so that's why we have such a strong focus on actually doing scientific activities and scientific experiments, and uh, we provide resources to help you do all of those as well. But um, one of my favorite books from growing up is uh, both a history and a science title. It's actually listed as a science title even though it's got a lot of history, and that's Diary of an Early American Boy. And it's basically this kid who, way back in the day, was recording uh, the various things that he was experiencing. And so we read about the water wheel that his family builds and how that is used for powering all sorts of different things. And that really sparked my imagination for seeing how we can use uh, you know, just the, the natural world around us and harness that to produce things. And, I mean, that is the foundation for uh, solar and wind generation today. I mean, these, these ideas are part of that. And so that would be an example of literature uh, influencing science. However, at the same time, like I said, you do need to have your science activities and things like that to give you the hands-on experience of what's going on. Um, as far as math, um, there are various math programs out there that kind of go with a more literature-rich approach. Um, but with certain subjects and with certain aspects of certain subjects, you do have to just kind of sit down and just do the work. So for instance, uh, Bible memorization. You have to sit down and you need to memorize. You need to mm -hmm. go over and over and over again. Similarly with math, you do have to actually practice your math. <laughs> um, right. So. So in that case, in those situations, um, you are going to be using a math program. Now, you don't have to be stuck with a textbook. There's a bunch of different options that are out there, and we offer those. Uh, well, you hinted at there that uh, you aren't just now a parent who uses um, Sunlight or an employee of Sunlight, but you actually were once a student of Sunlight. Yes. Um, actually, I'm currently not a parent uh, you, uh, teaching with Sunlight, uh, as I don't have children at the moment. Um, however, we did use Sunlight's uh, P34 program with a couple of girls that we had the opportunity to foster care um, for about nine months. And uh, so I have used it um, right. both as a parent uh, or parental figure. Um, but yes, I was also a Sunlight student. And um, I think that's one of the reasons why I really like talking about Sunlight now is mm -hmm. because, um, as I tell people, well, it works. <laughs> yeah. You went to Biola, correct? Yes, I did. Okay, so Biola is a, a well-respected Christian university. Uh, coming as a Sunlight graduate yourself into Biola, could you see any difference between the education you received and your peers at Biola? Well, first, um, before going to Biola, I did take uh, four years in a public high school, and there was a very dramatic shift for me from homeschooling to public high school. And uh, there was a massive difference in my education from that of my peers. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was very successful in high school. Um, I graduated valedictorian, uh, so I did just fine. Homeschooling works in that case. Mm -hmm. uh, so by the time that I got to Biola, um, I'd already had a, a diff an entirely different experience <laughs> in education between that. So I, I don't see as clearly a direct link between um, homeschooling and Biola, especially because so many people, including my wife, who were at Biola, um, were also homeschooled. So mm -hmm. there, there, it's really hard for me to say, oh, there's this, you know, very distinct, you know, clear difference between homeschooling and Biola. Uh, there was that difference between me and going to my public high school. Okay. Since Sunlight is a literature-based a program, how does it compare with other things like Christian classical education or Charlotte Mason's ideas? 
I'm not totally versed in Charlotte Mason or classical or any of those kinds of things. I can tell you about what sunlight is, and I can do a little bit to contrast the two, but I'm not I'm not an expert on those other fields. Um, but sunlight is uh, has a very similar feel to Charlotte Mason um, because we are literature based, and that's a big thing that Charlotte Mason talks about. Um, we also use living books. Um, that's a t that's a phrase that I believe she coined. Um, we are focused on taking these books, getting kids excited about learning, and uh, removing the fluff and kind of the busy work that's out there so that we can just focus on getting the education that's going on. Um, there is a movement, as I understand it, uh, where people want to focus on reading the great books of history and looking at those. And for Sunlight, uh, because we're literature-based and we're focused on this you know, love to learn and this uh, lifelong learning thing. Uh, there's time in, later da later on in your life, later down the road, where if you want to read the classics, the, the kind of the harder to read books, you can do that. And we schedule a few of them into the into the curriculum. But we're not just focused on reading the classics. We want you to enjoy the process of reading and also wrestle with these big ideas. And so uh, we are, I guess, a little more relaxed about a lot of these topics than um, a few of the, from what I understand, other approaches that are focused just on the classics and on reading these old books that, you know, are part of our history. Well, yeah, and you'll have time to read those. You can definitely read those as you get older, um, but especially early on as you're just getting started, uh, reading should be fun and it should be focused on, you know, gaining the skills to be able to uh, tackle whatever topics you need to address later on in life. Another difference I've seen with sunlight is you begin with world history and world cultures and then don't even get into American history and American culture until a few years later. And typically, whether homeschool or public school in America, we kind of start with American history and American culture. So why does sunlight do it differently? Well, well we certainly like ourselves. <laughs> we like to talk about ourselves. Um, and... Uh, sunlight says, you know what, there, there's a bigger world than just the U.S. And world history is a lot bigger and a lot longer than our, uh, granted, very wonderful nation. We, we, we were, we're a great place to be. But at the same time, we do not make up the majority of world history. And so we want to get the focus off of ourselves. This is also part of uh, what makes Sunlight's focus on missions so important because we believe that we need to stop focusing on ourselves and start focusing on where, where is God's heart? Where does God want us? What is God's you know, role in all of this? And what, how can we partner with him in all of this? And so we start with world history and looking at world cultures because there is more to this world than us and our neighborhood and our little lives. And we want to focus on others and start thinking about where is our place in this whole world, not just, you know, does the, where, where is this world in relationship to me? We want to get the focus off ourselves and out into the rest of the world because missions and reaching others who have not heard the gospel is such an important thing in this world. How does Sunlight go about choosing the books to include in their literature? Uh, right now, that is, most, that is mostly done by Sarita um, Janelle, uh, Sarita's daughter, my sister, have uh, started to help out with that. Amy, uh, one of my other sisters, has also helped um, over the years with selecting curriculum but, and books. Uh, but basically, my mom just reads a ton of books, and then she's got a list of uh, 
qualifications or things that need to be in place in this book in order to be included in the curriculum. So it needs to be moving to her. It needs to have realistic characters who aren't just, you know, uh, character types and say, okay, you know, this is the good guy, that's the that. No, there needs to be a little bit more life to these things. And so um, we have kind of a criteria list um, that we are considering as we're putting these books in. But mostly it's just Sarita reads a ton, and so she knows what's out there, and she selects the best uh, to be included in the curriculum. Okay, so the the characters need depth, they need reality, things like that. But I noticed that they don't explicitly have to be Christian books. Absolutely but, not. So Sunlight uses books from other worldviews and ha and challenges students to read those and think about those issues, right? Absolutely. We we are not going to sit here and try and whitewash the world. Um, we're going to present the world as it is. Um, and again, we want to give you, as parents, resources and tools to work through this with your children. Uh, but when you walk outside your door, you're not walking into a Christian world. You're walking into a fallen world that needs Christ. And so we want to prepare you and your children to interact with this world. And um, we will give you books that will help you do that. Um, and we're not going to give you these you know, carefully skewed and, and sequestered books. We want to give you something that gives you a better picture of how things are. And honestly, um, people who say, well, you know, you've got these not very great Christian books. Have you read your Bible? I mean, the Bible is full of very non-Christian things in there because it's the story of redemption. It's the story of God taking things that are not in accordance with his will and bringing people along to transform that world. I mean, that, that's, that's such an exciting and powerful story. And it's such an exciting and powerful thing to be a part of. And so uh, we're okay with not just, you know, going off into our own little bubble because that's not how the Bible reads to me. That's not how the world should be. We are, we are called to be a light in the darkness. We're called to be salt to this world. And so, uh, yeah, we are not going to sit here and try and, you know, keep ourselves in a little, you know, safe box. We're, we're not, not interested in that. Now, at the same time, we're not also interested in throwing you at the wolves either. We want to, again, give you those tools and uh, allow you to work through it with your children and your children to work through it with you now while it's still time to develop and learn before they're sent out into the world. So, you know, the Christians are going to go out into the world and the world is a different place. How would you describe a, a Christian worldview or how a, how is a Christian different in how they engage the world? Um, well, a Christian worldview would be uh, a view of the world or the lens of the world, how you see the world um, that relates to uh, to Christians, to to Christ and to Christ followers. So, so how does Christ see the world? How does he go about doing things? And uh, our focus needs to be, um, as Scripture says, you know, our mind should be the same as Christ. And so we are going out into the world looking for how can we serve the world and how can we show the world God's grace? And how can we um, you know, give of ourselves to do that? And so that would be you know, kind of the, the goal of all of this. What I find um, currently I'm thinking about and noticing interesting is that the uh, Christian, certain branches of Christendom have kind of grabbed hold of this Christian worldview motif, this idea, this word, this term, and they are defining it as something other than a Christ-minded view of the world. 
and they're making it about certain life choices and patterns and things like that. And those people are turning this Christian worldview into a political phrase for their own use. And, and I don't like that. I think that our focus with, with worldview should be about turning our eyes to Christ and looking at him to see how he viewed the world and trying to walk in a similar path. Yeah, so, so imagine that a Christian who focuses on Christ. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so odd. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, one of the other things that's different about sunlight is the curriculum changes frequently. The books change, you know, some of the things that go on in the curriculum change. Why does sunlight change more frequently than maybe some others? And, and how do you go about deciding when and how to change? Um, well, I can't speak to when others change or our relationship to how fast they do because I, I don't know how often they change. Um, sunlight updates uh, because, well, we keep learning more. There's more out there. There are more, you know, there are more resources. There are more tools. And we want to make certain that we're constantly giving the best of the best. And so we, uh, we are constantly considering. We're constantly using um, customer feedback. Uh, we love hearing from people who are using sunlight, and if there's something that we can make better, we absolutely want to do that. And as far as how we go about choosing when and what to update, uh, we look at uh, what are the biggest opportunities for us to make our curriculum better, and then we pursue from there. Um, this year, we uh, bit off a lot. Uh, we decided to redo um, all of our lower-end cores. And uh, that was because we had a lot of feedback um, over the years about how we could make our instructor's guides uh, easier to use. And so we finally said, okay, let's do it. And if we're going to do it for one person, let's do it for everybody that we can. And so we put our nose to the grindstone and have been producing and updating our guides to make them much easier to use. Uh, we did um, a lot of different updates this year. And uh, that has been a tremendous amount of work. But I think it's really paying off with uh, now an easier-to-use product, a better product than we've ever had before. So our goal is to um, take user feedback, um, also take the latest and greatest in awesome, and stick them together into our curriculum. Uh, so um, if we've recently updated one program, we typically will then go back and update other programs. So um, two years ago, we did uh, the high school level programs and updated those. This year, we're doing the lower level. Um, probably next year we'll start looking at high school again. So it's it's cyclical, but it's also based off of where is there the greatest opportunity to make our curriculum better. What kind of parent or families are most successful with sunlight? Are there any characteristics that would make a, a family more likely to enjoy and be successful with sunlight? Well, we've we've found that a lot of families, regardless of background, regardless of how their uh, kids what kind of learning styles they have uh, are successful with sunlight. So the question is, uh, for me, do, is this something that you are excited about? Do you want to give your kids a, a more global perspective? Do you want your kids to think about missions? Do you want your kids to be challenged by these ideas? Um, that's why we created the 27 Reasons Not to Buy a Sunlight article, because there are very legitimate reasons why you would not want to do it. Now, we think that. Um, all of those reasons are actually good things. <laughs> and that's why we have our curriculum the way that we do. But um, sunlight works uh, as long as you, uh, you know, have time to spend with your kids, as long as you want to challenge yourself and your children to think through these ideas. Um, sunlight works as long as uh, you um, are okay with our kind of 
strange focus on the rest of the world rather than starting with you know American history. You, we're, you, you know, sunlight works as long as you're okay with us with our approach to how we cover history um, rather than through a through another model. Sunlight works as long as you're okay with us not necessarily agreeing completely with your particular uh, Christian viewpoint. Uh, we sunlight works because we are about educating, not indoctrinating. And so as long as you're okay with us doing the things that we do, then sunlight's going to be a great fit for your family. But if you don't like particular aspects of it and you don't want to go there, then by all means, find another curriculum provider who's going to give you the things that you want because homeschooling is about taking the opportunities that we have to give our kids the things that they need, the things that are that your family wants to do. So homeschooling it has so much flexibility and so many opportunities it's fantastic and uh you know don't let don't let a particular curriculum you know pigeonhole you into something you don't want to be but if you are if you're on board with the things that sunlight says and does and wants to challenge your kids to do then sunlight will work for you uh, my mom often um, talks about how she has four very different learning styles in her kids and uh, it's very true i am very different from my brother and my sisters and uh Sunlight works for us, all of us, and uh, we're very successful today. Um, so how does Sunlight handle some of the controversial topics in science? I think science is probably one subject where Christians diverge the most across the spectrum. Absolutely. And with, with science, um, bad science really bothers me. That's something that really irks me. And one of the things that, that makes it so easy to slip into bad science is that we do not have our terms carefully defined. So, for example, um, I, one of the biggest hot topics, and uh, if you've been thinking about or looking at sunlight for a while, you've probably heard about um, you know, the evolutionary controversy and all that kind of stuff. And evolution is one of those words that actually encompasses a lot of different scientific ideas. And I think if people on all sides of the fence actually sat down and were very deliberate about what they are talking about, we'd have far fewer... Uh, arguments and, and issues with all of this. So, for instance, if we, instead of evolution, we talked about abiogenesis, or we talked about descent with modification, or we talked about common descent, or we talked about one of these other very central ideas to evolution, then we'd be able to say, well, here's where we are, and that's where these people are, and that's where that is. And I think that we'd have a much clearer picture of what's actually going on with all of that. And so, again, since sunlight is about educating, not indoctrinating, we want you to know what the different ideas are. We want you to understand what the topics and, and the concepts and the conversation, where are these things going right now? And so we want to give you an opportunity to walk through that with your children, to talk about what different people believe and then what you believe, and do that all within an educational approach, which is different from someone who, with, again, that philosophical Christian worldview, comes in and says, no, we need to just paint this you know, perfectly white and we need to say, this is how it is. Um, well, that's not Sunlight's approach. We, do not, we don't want to do that because we want to allow you to wrestle with these things so that when you encounter someone who brings those up, you can say, oh, yeah, I know about that. That makes sense, and let's talk about that. Whereas if you're encountered with, oh, wow, I, I'd never heard about that before. Well, what are you going to do? Especially if that is the foundation of your faith, you know, this is true and there's nothing else. Well, what if happens if you encounter something that sounds true then? Well, where does your faith go? And so we want to encourage you. You know, we want to have a reason and be able to present the hope and the reason for that hope that we have. 
I'm actually a biology teacher, so that's an issue that I, I have to deal with all the time is that, um, you know, students come into my class sometimes who are Christian, and immediately, sometimes they're just turned off to science as just, that's the evil subject, right? <laughs> you know, and I sometimes approach it, like you said, by saying, well, let's look at the individual parts. And I, uh, at one point, I taught um, high school biology. Now I teach middle school, and I would... I got to the point where I'd start my evolution unit by challenging my students, saying that every person, every adult you know believes in evolution, whether they realize it or not. Exactly. And, and then I'd break it down into the parts. You know, like, if we're going to talk about natural selection, I mean, at a certain point, we all understand that if, if we release a lion into the forest of Florida, it's going to have an effect. <laughs> right, exactly. And and the, the fascinating thing about that is I, I actually recently watched a video by, put out by um, you know a, a very pro-evolution group and they didn't define their terms either. You know, they're like, look, evolution is one of the most is the most important topic that we need to understand for medicine. It's like, well, yeah, but that's not you know, life coming from non-life. What you're talking about there is descent with modification. And yeah, okay, yeah, that's absolutely important that we understand that for for our science and for our medicine. But that's very different from these other more controversial topics. And so that's where defining terms properly is so important. Right. I've actually had that discussion at church, and I've said the problem is this lack of understanding because when scientists say evolution is a fact – then Christians think they mean it's a fact that life began from inorganic molecules and became what it is today. And when, science, when scientists hear Christians say they don't believe in evolution, scientists think we're saying we don't believe that bacteria adapt to antibiotics. <laughs> right, exactly. And that is why there is such misunderstanding about what even these ideas are. And we do ourselves a major disservice by not actually learning those differences. What other advice would you offer for parents considering homeschooling? I would, I would challenge you as a homeschooler. Um, if, you're, if you're looking at homeschooling, if you're considering homeschooling, why do you want to do that? What, what's, the, what's the purpose behind this? And I, I really don't like, again, that political view of Christianity, of the Christian worldview that is skewing away from actually having a view of the world that is based on how Christ saw it. And the story of redemption and the story of God's goodness is so needed by this world. And, um, and we can be a part of that if we step out and do it. And that's why I love Sunlight's missions focus. That's why I love the, the scripture reading and memorization. That's why I love this approach to the world and world history and things that are out there because these are things that challenge us to become the kind of people who can walk into this dark world as a light and transform it. And if that's something that excites you, then, man, hop on this thing and, uh, and get your focus there with your, with your schooling. Um, this opportunity to teach your kids at home, uh, to tailor the curriculum to whatever your kids need, to adjust things so that you can focus on their strengths and let them run ahead, and also focus on their weaknesses and allow them time to build up onto that. That is, that is such a powerful approach to education 
So if you're still thinking about homeschooling, um, you know, figure out why you want to do it. What's important to you? What are those important elements of it? And then find the curriculum and the stuff that's going to help you get there uh, because there are a lot of resources out there at this point in time, and it can be overwhelming. Um, and if you're looking at Sunlight you're not sure, um, definitely read those 27 reasons not to buy it because, um, again, there are reasons why you won't be a good fit, and we'd rather you figure that out now rather than uh, have a bad school year. <laughs> Well, and just in case somebody does uh, invest in uh, sunlight and finds out that it's not for them, you do offer a six-month money-back guarantee, correct? Actually, we offer a one-year um, money-back guarantee. Uh, it's a year. You have a year from your purchase date to use half the curriculum. That's 18 weeks. And if on day three of week 17 you say, you know what, I'm not loving this. It, it doesn't even have to be I'm not liking it. it. It can be I'm not loving this. Stick it back in a box, ship it back to us, we'll give you back your money. So that sounds like a pretty good no-risk opportunity to me. <laughs> uh, well, that's based off of my mom's very early experiences where she um, was purchasing all sorts of curriculum. This was before there were a lot of different options out there. And she was buying curricula, and she was spending thousands of dollars, and this was years ago, thousands of dollars every year. And then she'd end up not using half of it because oh, that didn't work, that didn't work. And she said, I don't, want, I don't want people to ever have that experience with sunlight. And so that's why we offer our Love to Learn guarantee. Well, thank you for taking the time to talk with me about sunlight. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting me, and it's, uh, it's been fun. I have three children, a four-year-old daughter, a two-year-old daughter, and a son who will be born in November. And my wife and I chose sunlight as the curriculum for our own children. We looked at many different programs and Sunlight was the one that stood out to us. We really love how it so intentionally develops an honest, compassionate understanding of the world, how it seeks to provide a real grasp of controversial issues, how it helps children grow toward lives that make a difference in the world, and so much more. It was because of my own interest in Sunlight that I wanted to talk with Luke and learn more about how he and Sunlight are making a difference. But even as a Sunlight parent myself, I was surprised by some of the things I learned today. I was surprised that Luke wasn't highly versed in other curriculum programs. I expected him to always be paying attention to what others are doing. But afterward, I realized that's what a business would do. Businesses always pay attention to the competition. But Sunlight isn't a business, it's a ministry. They believe in what they do, and they do it because they believe in it, and they continually work to do it better. They're not competing with anyone. After all, as Luke mentioned a few times, they even warn people that their program isn't for everyone and they offer their one-year money-back guarantee. Whether you're a homeschool parent or not, I hope you enjoyed hearing about how Luke Holzman and Sunlight are engaging culture and living out Romans 12 too, because no matter where we are in life, Luke has given us some great ideas to think about. Please join me next time on Christlike Thinking. You can subscribe via iTunes or through feeds.feedburner.com slash Christlikethinking. And remember, I'd always love to hear your thoughts, so send an email to ChristlikeThinking at gmail.com. Life is a difficult odyssey. The faithful are a statistical anomaly. The enemy wants to trick us hypnotically. That's why we need that biblical theology. Lord God, deliver us from apostasy. The human heart is given to idolatry. The situation is critical. We gotta see the importance of biblical theology. What do I mean by biblical theology?